This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With the Phillies at 13 and 15, they roll off a four-game sweep of the first-place Milwaukee Brewers of the NL Central. And a lot of momentum starting to shift towards the Phillies and the belief, especially after seven one-run games. Well, we're going to talk to a guy that helped out quite a bit in this whole thing out of the bullpen so far, Brandon Kinsler. Let's learn about his mentality right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball there, coming down. down. What up, and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen, of the radio broadcast team, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up anytime you want. Uh, you know, being on here every once in a while, I've been working quite a bit on the road games and at home doing a lot of stuff recording-wise. So, not been able to get out here and talk as much. Just, look, it's been a very uh, up-and-down ride so far for this uh, 2021 season. But the ups make you a little bit more and more intrigued, and especially after coming off a win-loss, 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 loss-loss, and then roll off four consecutive wins against a, a really good Brewers team. And it is a really good Brewers team because they do a lot of things well. They throw the hell out of it, and whether it's their starters or their pen, um, to, to finish off a four-game sweep. Look, three out of four, that's a good that, – that is pretty good. When you roll off a four-game sweep of a team like that, you got to use that momentum. And Well, I feel like when we talk about momentum, you talk about a, an attitude, a, a, a belief, a, a feeling that, you know, someone has to come and get it, take it from you. That's what I get from watching Brandon Kinsler. This is a guy that uh, I have faced – he came up in 2010 with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we've seen him over the years. He's been on really good teams for a reason. And I thought bringing him on today would be the best thing to do. So with all that being said, let's bring on a guy we look forward to every time he comes in with runners on base because it's uh, it's two pitches gone. Sorry, everyone else, you could sit down. Uh, Brandon Kinsler, uh, someone that we – have really grown accustomed to love, especially on the radio side, because you've had some good interviews with us. But the the <laughs> the one that came up with the mantra, we're all closers of our own inning. And, well, here he is, the closer of whatever inning it may be. Whatever Brandon inning. It's one of the, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> like you said it on the spot. And I'm sure afterwards you're like, dang, that was actually a good line. I like it. <laughs> I, lear- I learned that from someone else. <laughs> Latroy well, Hawkins told me that my oh. first year. What a beauty he is, huh? Oh, the best. He's he's taught me a lot. And to be in my first full year in the big leagues and him in the bullpen was, you know, first, my first got called up at Hoffman, which was just like you're just royalty walking around. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. And then, but then it's, you got Troy diff- Hawkins. Isn't it different, though, with, with, with Hoffman that, like, you know it's royalty when it comes to everything, but the way he treated everybody? Dude, like, he's such a genuine guy. Like, right? He, my very first day is just, you know, he's, hey, Trevor. It wasn't Trevor Hoffman. He just said Trevor. Like, we're even, you know? <laughs> and then it was just my first day, he gets 600 saves. And he, you know, and he treated me like I was there the whole year. Signed yeah. a poster. You know, thanks for being part of a great experience. Takes everyone out to dinner. And the only thing that guy ever talked about, though, is routine. Routine and don't take any days for granted. Any, any great reliever I've been around that's been around for a long time, all they talk about is routine. So I've just always taken that to heart. Well, I mean, okay, so you you have you have all those guys telling you about routine, routine, routine. How long did it take you to find your routine? Oh man, probably I'm gonna say four or five years. And then you just has it has it changed? 
very slowly. I mean, you, you tweak it here and there, yeah, but yeah. it's been very constant. I've learned, obviously, more things throughout the day about my body, what I need. But, you know, when you're younger, you're like, you have this routine, you think, and you're like stressing to get all this stuff done. And then, <laughs> and then you're just anxiety by the time the game starts. And I'm like, so finally you learn after all these, like, I don't need, it's okay if I don't do a certain stretch or if I don't yeah. eat a certain fucking sandwich. <laughs> oh, it's so, but it's so true. You're like. It's so true. Ugh. People want to say, oh, that's superstition. It's like, no. A superstition no. is like, you know, you put your socks on a certain way. You cross the line a certain way. A routine is something that gets your mind at ease. Like, yes, in, in all honesty. how can I be at ease? Like, a superstition, it, like, doesn't put you at ease. You just feel like, all right, I got it. Yeah, I did, I did that. I should get, like, two more knocks today, so we're good. Yeah. That's why Chase Anderson, he's so OCD, drives me nuts. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm going to mess up your locker one day and just see if you still pitch the same or maybe you'll pitch better. Who knows? And it'll be okay if that shirt wasn't on that certain hanger. <laughs> oh, is it that bad? Oh, yeah. He's definitely. God, like, I love uh, this stuff because, like, I was I was not OCD with my locker, but with, oh, like, my big, stuff. He's the biggest I've ever seen. With my stuff. Like, when it came to, like, my glove or, you know, like, you know, your gamer that you, you use for a while as far as your bat. I mean, that was something that. I didn't like that with you know, and 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 these guys are. Oh going, yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, okay. So I try to move his shoes around to see if oh. like he notices, but not on the daisy pitches. Yeah, yeah don't do the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't mess with the daisy pitches. Now I was trying to think. Okay, so if it was 2010 when you came up with the the Brewers, was that? Uh, well, Ricky was there. Prince was there. Ricky Prince Braun. Oh, dude, was uh, Edmonds there? No, Edmonds wasn't there. I wish. Uh, or uh, Greg Zahn was, a was salty there. salty team. Greg Zahn was there. Yeah. That was such a salty, salty older team. team. It would what? never be a team like that anymore. And Randy Wolf. <laughs> and then you have a pitcher. Oh, coach. Wolfie. He's great. Yeah, you had Wolfie on the team. You had a pitching Rick coach Peterson on the team. Rick Peterson was the pitching coach. Was but you have Dave Bush, who's now the yeah, pitching Dave coach. Yeah, Dave Bush the was there. <laughs> who I... I my first outing I had inherited his runners. Who would have thought I inherited runners in my first outing? And what'd you do? Ground he got ground out the shortstop. Standard, standard. I mean yeah. that. But so okay, so th- 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 there's a a big point of wanting to talk to you in general about this, anyways. Uh, and this is not to crush other teammates. Okay, this is not, and 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 I hope you you find that because okay. with being a, a, a not only an good reliever like to be an elite reliever to get to that level of like upper echelon guy uh who has many saves in the big leagues or or one that's trusted uh a huge part of that is a guy that's able to come in with guys on base and clean it up and have that mentality of those those matter to that guy you know exactly i mean that's their their careers yeah that's their numbers yeah so where did that come from? Like how long? Cause I, I feel like it's not something that is so easy for guys that, you know, are starters turned relievers or, or guys that come as relievers from college, you know, into pro ball. It, there's a selfishness to it, but I mean, where does that come from in, in the selfless act of trying to make sure that those guys, those runners don't score for those guys. You just, it's the will to want to win. I think first of all, um, you're not warming up because you're, you know, a minute, a middle reliever and we're just going to bring you in there. I mean, most time it's, we need to win this game and this needs to stop now. Like you're the guy that we need to stop this. And you, you have a certain, you know, talent that either gets ground balls or the occasional strikeout. And we trust you to, you know, make a pitch. You got to make a pitch in a big spot. Yeah. And the I've been fortunate enough for managers trust me to, you know, make the pitch. And that's what Troy Hawkins did tell us in 2011 before opening day. You know, we had John Axford. You know, everyone's wondering if he's going to be the closer. We had other guys that could be the closer. Was LaTroy going to be the closer? And he just sat down and he was like, you know, it doesn't, you know, Axford's probably going to be the closer, but we're not going to act like, you know, we can't be like, oh, he's the closer and then we're just scrubs. You know, we're all closers of our own innings. You've got to finish your own inning. You know, you're the seventh inning guy. Close it out. Like, don't let. Don't have anyone come in behind you. You know, we don't need, we, that's enough's enough. And one reliever in innings, great. So it's just that mentality I've tried to take throughout my career is, you know, if I'm coming in the fifth or sixth, I got to close this, I got to close it out. Well, 
you've and, and look you you've moved around in recent years but you've been around my my whole thing is you've been on great teams i mean that that's a part i've been of on some great winning teams i've been on some teams the uh, worst teams in baseball in 16 but then we made the playoffs the next year and i got traded to a really great team that year too so i've been on a lot of winning teams and i've just learned so much of you know the, the bullpen guys but i've learned just the mentality of what winning teams have and what they how the clubhouse is you know how it is i mean yeah. you just you got to have a good clubhouse and you got to have a lot of selfless guys if you have anyone that's selfish you got to clean it up and you got to address it and move on like that's how we were in miami last year yeah. anytime we had anything selfish going on we're gonna we're gonna have a team meeting we're gonna talk about it as you know players only and we're gonna move on from it because we're not that's the only we can't win like that we weren't talented enough we were good enough we weren't talented enough for anyone to just be selfish. Hell, your pitching staff was good enough. Kidding me? Oh, I that's what I, I wanted. To, that's what I stressed. To... I'm like, look, oh. we could show up every day. We got a guy that can win every day. Like, <laughs> if you can't jump on board with this, what are you doing here? And what is it? What are we doing here? We got yeah. problems. So if we can jump on board, is we got a chance to win every day. And all you got to do is the buy-in of what. Whatever you got to do to help the team win, instead of worrying about your damn numbers, we're going to go to the playoffs. Isn't it crazy? Like the, the teams that you've been on that have been successful, and, and there's been many. We've discussed that. The teams that are the most selfless put up the best numbers, no doubt. Yeah, like exactly. and it doesn't even matter, like the pitching staff or you know on the offensive side. But I mean, like that Marlins team that you guys had last year, it like offensively not great, but guess what? No, they did great. enough. And they had enough pro hitters because they knew, get us three, get us four at least at the minimum, and <laughs> this game is yeah. over. You and know what I mean? Over. Like that's what it. When you have when you have Lopez, when you have Alcantara, uh, Trevor Rogers comes in, late, you know, late in the year, and you have uh, Sixto, Sixto. You're going, come on, like that's not that's not right. <laughs> yeah, if you can't get excited about that and put your ego aside. I mean, you're the Marlins. You're the worst team in baseball last year. Like, we have a chance to do something. If you can't get excited about that, then why are you even playing? Yeah. What are we? We're playing sixty game season. Like, how you can't can't get excited about that? There, there's a a big thing for me that I, I've talked about on air a lot in the last two years, and it is the, um, and tell me if I'm way off, but there's a a from the Marlins side a respect towards like the nationals and you know, the Braves, maybe a little bit the Mets, but you guys look down upon the Phillies at those times. It just looked like that. Like you guys were just saying like, we are, we're going to come in here and punch you, punch you in the mouth. That's exactly what we talked about. We knew before opening day, we just, I just played against these guys. I just kind of just had a feel of what it was to play, what their clubhouse was going to be like, you know, they're, there's a they're bringing a new manager so they obviously they there's just they got to win now so i figure we come in they're not going to expect us but we got sandy on the mound we punch him in the mouth the first day this is what's going to happen we're going to win the first game they're going to come back pissed off the next day they'll probably beat us and then we're going to it's we're going to have to fight for the last one and then once if we fight for the last one i think we can do it because i don't think though i just think they're just not ready yet. i didn't think they were ready to to fight for it against the marlins and that's and, what happened. <laughs> and then you go COVID. Did you predict the COVID part? That was I mean, and then come COVID. On. <laughs> Man, and we beat them without freaking four or five guys on our team. Oh, yeah, that was like great. That seems so long ago too that that whole thing happened. It really wasn't that long ago, considering. I mean, it's you know, for for a guy like yourself who've been around quite you know quite a few teams, quite a, you know many years. Uh, what going on year thirteen in the big leagues for you? Uh, to experience what you had to experience last year, but how I'm not God. It sounds bad when you say refreshing. When you get into that 60 game season, that you guys knew you guys had to be together more than anything. Like you guys are got to get locked in. Like, did you find anything different from you? Like the uh, just the personal standpoint. I definitely was just like. You know, you were talking about team wise or season wise yeah. or physical. I was like just, just buying just, in. Like just, just, just as far as like leadership wise. I mean, because when you're an older guy and like in, in this situation with a young team, like they look at you. Like, how is this? You right. know, did you find anything new about yourself last year in that time? Yeah, I felt like that was the first time where I felt like this. I wouldn't say my team, but I felt like it was like yeah, my team. Yeah, you know, and. They uh, don't, none of no one in that clubhouse be, besides me and Joyce knew how to win 
what it took to win. Those guys were looking at us like, you got, we don't know how to win. I think we can, we're kind of good, but we don't know. We don't know how to do this. Mm. And so every t- I just felt like every day, the, it, well, we had Aguilar. Aguilar was a good, was great for us because he had been in some big playoff games and his yeah. energy was off the charts. So he was great for the Latin guys. And anytime we had a meeting, I would always try to bring up Aggie. What did you guys do in Milwaukee? You know, mm-hmm. what was the attitude? What did you guys take to win? How was the clubhouse? Because I know they would, they trusted him, they believed in him. So I was just, I just felt like I would just try to bring Joyce and Aggie's voice in there. And I was kind of like, you know, bad cop that, you know, if we're not going to, if we're not going to play, then we're just going to, I'm just going to yell at everything. It's not, we can't make the playoffs <laughs> like this. It's not how it's going to go. Yeah. And they were okay with that. I mean, Donnie was okay with that. Michael Hill was okay with that. You know, as long as the, you know, they got your back, you feel like you can you can be you. They said, we just want you to be you. So I just wanted to win so bad. And I was willing to kill myself physically and emotionally. I just didn't care if I pissed anybody off at the time. I just knew we could win. And I, I think I went three three days in a row, a couple, three or four times, whatever they needed. I was all in for it. I just wanted to go to playoffs. I just wanted to keep playing. And when you look at this team, what do you see? I see the same thing. I see, obviously, that's why, that's why I felt playing against those guys, those, mm-hmm. these guys last year. Like, man, they're just missing a few things. There's something missing. <laughs> of I don't know what it is, but they're missing Attitude. something because the Marlins, like, if we punch them in the mouth, they might respond a little bit in a game. But if we keep coming at them, they're just they're going to fold. Mm-hmm. That's what we felt like. And I, this team slowly, I think, these one run games are playing and I think it starts to build some tough skin and you gotta, you gotta have to learn how to win these games. So I oh, think yeah. we are, we are building something. We're not there yet, but I think we are starting to be, we're going to be a really good team and we're starting to build that chemistry together. Obviously, you know, with COVID rules, we can't really hang out much, but um, I think guys are starting to connect a lot better. I think we, we played probably the worst game possible Sunday night, very embarrassing game. And we responded with, you know, a four in a row against a really good, tough oh. Brewers team with a great staff. You know, yeah. every game was a fight. And, that, that, and then without Bryce, you know, that's where yeah. guys come together. Okay, we don't have our superstar. We got to come together. And it was a different guy every day. And the bullpen – Every guy stepped it up each day. It was a hero, different day in the bullpen. That's how I mean. That's how you build chemistry. That's how you build fight, and that's how you build trust. I think we're we're starting to see that. I think um, what the Phillies can become. Yeah, no, dude, it's it's amazing because the one you bring up the one run games. I'm going okay. Uh, it wins enough, enough. We need to blow somebody out. So two nothing is good. Two nothing is real good. I like that. Um, two nothing was like, oh man! <laughs> Yesterday, that run last time was like, oh man! And then also two guys run, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, wheels. What are you doing, man? Come on, come it's on. Like these guys are pinch hitting and throw seekers. <laughs> oh god, he like he's been so impressive. It, it, I don't know if it is for you as far as like for myself. Like as a hitter, I hated pitchers that just stayed right on the rubber. Like get the ball back, they're ready to go, and you're like, all right, they like. They know they're going to get me out already. God, stop. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's what Wheeler what, does. Just, that's and what it, we try to – I try to tell people, man, you stay on it. Like, hitters hate being attacked. Oh. They do not want to feel attacked. They want to feel like they have control of the bat. If you just sit there and you just <laughs> get after them and just get after them, they're going to force them mm-hmm. to swing. And if you're in around the zone – that's what I'm trying to tell Kunra, man. You just throw up in your stuff all over the plate. Just throw up. Mm-hmm. Everything you got, just put it on the plate. And these guys don't want to be in there anyways, and they're just going to get themselves out. Yep. Yep. I mean, I was going to say, like, Coonrod, one of those guys. How about another young guy in Connor Brogdon? I mean, like, you've seen um, – obviously, at the end of the year last year, you guys saw in Miami, I mean, the kid was just disgusting. And he was disgusting early on this year. He had a rut. Guess I'm trying what? to figure out where last year I'm like, where is he generating this? Like, Right? Where, like, how is he even throwing this hard? <laughs> <laughs> He's so whippy. No, but I mean that cutter that he developed, like not even developed, but uh, more or less uh, got confidence in. Uh, yeah, that's a nasty pitch. It for just changed lefties it, in this division, right? It just changed everything for him. Now, you've struggled before, and yeah. you know, being a veteran guy out there, 
Like, I don't find you shying away from a struggle. Like, you're like, great. It's no, you're going to struggle. Yeah. You know, my so struggles you this him? year have been lack of paying attention to the bats, really. Mm. Like, you know, in, in, yeah. in bats adjustments, and it's yep. just me not seeing foul ball swings. And then you, after you throw, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, yeah. The guy just showed me what he was doing in the abet, and I just totally threw exactly what he wanted. <laughs> it's no, like that's it's that's the problem for Brogdon. I think he went on such a dominant run, and then he got punched in the mouth. Yep, and then it just he was like, "Well, I'm, that that hasn't happened in a long time." And then it's like you know, you're a young kid, and your confidence is just gone instead of like. They they got lucky. I got I got to get back out there. He's learning. It takes you a while. I probably oh yeah. Took, and he hasn't learned exactly what makes him him and how he gets guys out in the big leagues. That takes a long time to be like, okay, this is how I get guys out, and I'm sticking to it. Hmm. Well, what's it's, impressive for me is that last year he got, you know, right away punching them out. He gets he get he gets the the homers and his first pitch that he throws, like the the fifth pitch that he threw, just got dominated right. But he's going back and forth, back and forth. And this guy got better and better and better. And you're going, wow. Isn't it cool to see like a young guy have that moment where everything is just popped. The confidence is completely popped. You know, all this stuff. And he works. Doesn't feel sorry for himself. Went down and worked and just like, oh. It's so, it was so refreshing because every time he'd come in from a broadcast, you're like, hell yeah. You know, like because you, you yeah. could just see the fire. You could see that 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 he got better. He didn't feel he wasn't moping around. wasn't doing it. Was awesome. And I'm sure from yeah. a, a reliever standpoint, like a veteran guy in that pen, that would be amazing to see. Yeah, you want to see the young kids show nuts. Yep. Um, but this is what I warned people about last year. I'm not saying he is about him. I'm just said young kids in general. There was no fans last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was just thinking everyone's going to be really excited about these young guys that, you know, probably flash something. I was like, I was like, be honest, like, when you pitch in, like we played against the Phillies opening, I was like, when you're in a one run game and opening day <laughs> in Philly and those fans are killing you warming up and you're going, I was like, they didn't have that. I was like, well, we're going to find out a little bit this year what we really got. Cause it's, yeah. it's definitely, it's, it's different. It's, like now we have a lot full capacity in Atlanta. Like playing in Atlanta is going to be it's a lot be, different. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. We'll we'll skip everything else I was going to talk about. Let's let's talk about that real quick. Because I mean, <laughs> all right, no, because I, I think that's a fascinating point. Because, um, you know, playing in front of ten thousand, eleven thousand at home, which those fans have been fantastic at home. Like there's yeah. times I'm going, there's only eleven thousand here. You know, just how loud they could get. But you get in front – now you're going – it's going from zero to 100. Like, you're going from a minor league crowd as right. far as size to the big leagues. So now this is the show. This is the show. Like, it, it, it is – for a guy like yourself, how awesome is that? How, this like, is for what you, gets what are me you going. Thinking? Like, now I might get adrenaline. I might <laughs> feel like I might have adrenaline because lately it feels like I'm pitching in a backfield game. Yeah. And you're just like, how am I going to get any adrenaline out of this? Like, this is like a live BP. Yeah. Well, it's like I was my thing last year before everything. I was like, check the stats from like 33 year olds above, whether it's offensively or defensively, because like, especially going into um, like a back to back for a reliever like yourself or, you know, for these guys that are playing three, four or five days in a row that are older like you don't have that rush. Like you could say, right. "Oh, well, you're gonna get, you know, you're in a big league game." It's like, yeah, it's still yeah, not the but same. Not real. Like everyone's worried about my velocity. Like, like, dude, I was like, I was pitching in a park, basically. <laughs> it's what it, I've never. When I went, I remember I walked out of the bullpen to go to the bullpen at Yankee Stadium, and we're in the, you know, the, it was the day we were gonna clinch. Yeah. But I, it was the fifth inning. I got to the bullpen, and you just heard like the lights. It was just like this is freaking weird. Yeah, like this Especially definitely feels in New like York. we're down the streak at a park, just pl throwing live BP. Oh, it's you I, can't I, get I, adrenaline I, for that. It's too hard. There's no way. No. Like, can't everyone worry about Kenley Jansen's velocity? It's the same thing. Like when you're so used to the mm -hmm. crowd and just building this energy for you, all of a sudden it's just gone and you're supposed to just find it yourself. Like, no, I can't wake up and throw 98. It will never happen. And I, 
for me to even go throw 95, I need a lot of the crowd. It's <laughs> like for myself, like late in my career, like as, as far as uh, spring trainings went, I was terrible. Yeah, like exactly. I, I was a pin, I, I pinch hit in like the ninth inning against closers every game. What it felt like, like <laughs> worried you were going to get hit by some by this kid. Yeah, and you're going, <laughs> how am I like spring training? This sucks. Like there's like no one's no one cares when you're up. Like, <laughs> yay, yeah. all right. You're like adrenaline locks you in mentally. <laughs> it does. You gotta it have does. it. You gotta be nervous. You gotta if you're not nervous, you're not you're mentally not locked in, and then you're just screwed. All right, so uh, w- with your with yourself in regards to yourself, like your career has been pretty uh, spectacular. The fact that um, I believe you got drafted twice, and the, the second fortieth round, fortieth round, uh, yeah, I moved up a few slots. The second. So <laughs> now the question I have is: We were in the same draft in '04, right? Uh, I went like second to last pick of the twelfth round. You know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Now, did you play in Eugene that year? Uh, no. They asked me to go to, if I wanted to go to Eugene. I decided I said no. All right. Oh, so wait, I, no, I, no. They asked me to go if I wanted to go to the AAA playoffs. Sorry. Oh. So I did go to Eugene. So you I went? went to they want you to Portland. And I went to Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. They said you want to go to Portland for the AAA playoffs. Like, so no. the question is, were you there for the July Fourth game, which uh, was against us? Um, no, and, I was not up there yet. Okay. Because it was, was the, the, it's still Arizona this day, the, the craziest minor league uh, thing that happened. They had a five o'clock start, and who starts at five o'clock on a Fourth of July? Um, right, especially in the Northwest, because you know sun's out till nine o'clock forever. Yeah, uh, and the game was already in the seventh inning at six thirty. Wow, um, that would it, never happen. Anymore. Yeah. By the way, all the lights happened to go out for two hours. No way. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a four nothing lead. We ended up losing that game because uh, I think Rob Deere was the uh, he was the hitting Rob coach for Deere. Eugene. Yeah, he was the hitting coach. And wow, he was just back. Yeah, he was he was unbelievable. I I remember like just watching him and talking to you know his guys and uh, well the shortstop happened to be Sean Kazmar. And so yep. you're looking at it, you're like damn, Kaz is still playing and you got to still you I to face him. It. So like that was your teammate the same year. We were all in the same draft. I grew up playing with him. It was crazy. That's so he let me, crazy. I was, he let me, the next year, he let me sleep on his floor in his apartment. I had a blow up air mattress and he let me live with him. Dude, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, okay, so you see a guy. And like Matt that. Bush was our teammate too. That, <laughs> as, as a shortstop. That's even as better. At that point in time, <laughs> that was before everything. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll move along. Um, <laughs> No, but you look at you look at a guy like Kaz, and, and it's I think uh, I was going to say from the same area as you, you guys growing up together, um, to see his in story. High school is Bryce. Yeah, that's a, that's well, a couple of years behind uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years ahead. Same. I mean, but, Bryce was like ten. You know, Kazmar but... was like the legend there, like greatest Vegas high school player ever, and then obviously Bryce comes along. But Kaz was unreal in high school and in junior college. Like, well, still. Unreal. Still, because the fact that he's still playing. All I remember about Kaz, when we played, I don't remember him hitting at all. I thought he was like, oh, he's a, he's an out. He was. Okay, I just remember, but... I just remember watching him in the field, going, "Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah I can't do unreal. that." Like he defensively, he was so far above any of us uh, right. in, in short season ball. I was like, this is this is nuts uh, for for you, a guy that knows him so well and and been around him for a long time, like. When you know his story, and then you see him getting that chance this year, what what do you think? One, I was like, well, I guess I'm not the only oldest guy still playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, man, there is no way in hell I would have done what he done. There's no yeah. way. And but well, you did it early. Guys, you did it early. I did it early. You Luckily, had to fight I did it through. early. I don't know if he would have went three years in in a pennant ball. But uh, three years, 12 years of AAA, man. And the fact that he finally gets the chance once, that's awesome for the Braves. Yeah. And two, he kept getting better because he was like, and then probably early 30s, later 20s, he was, I mean, he was not a good hitter. He was just, he was just overmatched. Mm -hmm. But he just kept adjusting. And there were, you see him in spring training games, like, man, he's finally, that's what, that's the Casmar I remember. Yeah. And, no, and it, it sucks. Hopefully, he gets more at bats. But man, the, 
and his wife, they're such good people. And he's such a genuine guy. Like the fact that he would let me sleep on his floor. Like he's such a genuine guy. It's such a, I mean, I'm happy for him to get back up there and hopefully he can keep, get some more at bats and play. Oh dude, no doubt. No doubt. But I just thought I'd bring it up. Cause I know that you guys were, I was like, there's the Eugene connection. There's the same draft that all of us were involved in. Uh, same area for you guys, but I, I think it's awesome because he gets to experience it. I mean, Bryce is going to be yeah. out there today. You're going to be there. It'd be a good picture, I think. He had a uh, he had a Tahoe when he, when he first got drafted. He had the car I wanted forever. He had a he could bought a Tahoe. He lowered it on airbags on 20, <laughs> 22 inch rims with the best system. I mean, he had everything I ever wanted. I was like, man, this guy is just freaking awesome. He did it right. He did it right. <laughs> and, then it, and then I think it got caught on fire and it burned down. Oh, that's not good. But hey, he, he moved along. He probably got another couple Tahoes in, in, involved yeah. in this whole thing. I thought he was so rich. <laughs> uh, when 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 we look at like just the way that uh, this season's already gone, right? Back and forth, back and forth. We'll get it back on track. That's what I'm going to do now. All right, we're going to get back on track. But like going back and forth between win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. I'm pretty sure you haven't been involved in something like that as much uh, to start a season. Um, how do you use for yourself, you know, to to motivate those guys? within the dugout within the, the the clubhouse within the bullpen to use that four game sweep of a damn good team well and you have to celebrate every win and that's what we're trying to preach here uh it's hard to win in the big leagues man yeah yeah it is <laughs> it's really easy to lose a game it's really easy but it's really hard to win and when you do win you gotta celebrate the hell out of it so what Obviously, the we had a tough series against the Mets. Probably should have won that series. And to come respond, celebrate the shit out of it, and just realize that we're we're not even playing our best baseball, and we're over five hundred now, and we're in first place. Like we are good. Just buy into this team thing. Yeah, you know, let's play for each other. Buy in and have fun. You gotta have fun, but obviously, take care of business when it's time to take care of business. And then when you win, celebrate the shit out of it. It's too long of a year to, you know. And when, when you lose, the best teams are going to lose 60-plus. Yeah. So when you lose, it's not a funeral. You got you just fucking move on. Yeah. Let's talk about for a second maybe why we lost and clean it up and let's just move on. And then when we're winning loss, win loss, win loss, <laughs> it was just like stupid mistakes. It wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like we were getting blown out. We were just we weren't taking care of the small things either – we weren't standing our runners or making a pitch in the big spot or a defensive play wasn't, or, you know, just small, small things in baseball that really good teams do right all the time. We just, I think we, uh, this week we talked about it. We have to start paying attention to the small things, small details. And that's, that will get us over the hump. And I think, you know, hopefully it keeps going. Now you're still in Milwaukee in 14, right? Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you remember the celebration that we, we had with our nationals team that we had uh we had smoke coming out onto the field before the game was over <laughs> we were in first place for 150 days that season it didn't even make the wild card it's unbelievable you want to know why because the travel guy brought out the playoff ticket conversation oh, of course September. he did yeah we were up five games going into september we just blew out a 10 nothing against the padres and he brings that out. We lost nine in a row. Oh. <laughs> Anyone let we're, him know? We were gone. Did he get fired? Uh, or is he still I think there? He's still there. I think yeah, he's still he there. Yeah, I just cannot. Uh, that's why even in the Marlins, they wanted to talk about, like, no, you are not. We are not having a playoff meeting. Not. Yeah. I don't care what happens. Talk about it with the veteran guys, and then we'll slowly talk about it, but we are not having a playoff ticket meeting. Well, I mean, that's a, that's the stuff that, like, a, a veteran guy has to bring up. It's the truth. It's you got to knock yeah. people off the pedestal every once in a while. And it's not a bad thing. It's no, you guys got to stay like locked in on, on what is, what matters and what matters is getting the W's. Yeah. What really pissed me off when social media people want to like give a hype video, like we haven't done anything yet. Stop <laughs> giving us a hype video. Stop. Like we don't need the young guys to talk about it. Turn down every MLB network video yeah. or interview you can. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's we like, don't need any attention to stay under the radar. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, and you could say, 
uh, this team would be staying under the radar because of like there's no expectations. I feel like around the league in general, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, and the Phillies. It's like kind of like that, right? Yeah, um, which is great. Which is fantastic. That's what it's supposed to be. But then you add in Bryce, and it's like, okay, so there will be attention on us. We're like, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be. A t- if we didn't have Bryce, there'd be no attention. But now we have Bryce, there is attention. And then he gets hit in the face, and now there's a lot of attention. Now he's going to come back. We're going to have a lot of attention. Yeah. But luckily, this guy's used to all the attention. Isn't it unbelievable? And he could, take, and he could just take it for us, and then we'll just play. We'll just play the play the game. And and, and I ask, and I, I bring up Bryce because uh, you know. Everyone has their their either misconception of him or they know him. You've known him for a long time, and you know that like yeah. this is him. Like he's always the same dude. Like there is always. no change. Uh, <laughs> do you just because I'm sure you knew him when he was a young kid uh, right. to see where he's at now? Uh, what do you what do you see? What what do you what do you take out of everything that you you step back and you look at? It, you're like, damn, like. Well, not, I see not, a big grow. I mean, just from when I played with him with the Nationals, where yeah. he was—he's the superstar, but it wasn't his team, yep. and he—and it wasn't allowed to be his team because there was already guys there, and Bryce couldn't be Bryce. <laughs> That's because uh, if he said what? anything, you know, they put him in his place because you know he came up as the kid, and he felt like they treated him as a kid still. Bro, it, all all I'll always say is. Uh, Bryce and I would talk before every game. He was like, you know, before everyone would show up. And it, we just have like these conversations. It was all about hockey, um, exactly. or whatever. And, and, and he's his locker was right next to mine, um, or two down. And, and we just talked. And then when guys would come in, it was like he just he 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 became too businesslike. Isn't um, amazing? And you're going, gosh, like just be you. Be you. That's what everyone always asks me. They're like, "What do you got on Bryce?" I'm like, "One on one, great dude." I was like. But as a teammate, he just goes in a shell because it's just mm-hmm. the way he's treated there. I mean, it's just what it is. So but now see, seeing it as oh, so that was going to be my question was seeing it as, you know, a Philly where he is the guy like it is his clubhouse. These are his guys. What is they all they all get along? Yeah. Yep. They love him. Obviously, you saw we were going to fight for him. Kunra mm-hmm. was going to fight the whole <laughs> Cardinals team for him. Uh, Hector showed the biggest balls a closer can do hey, on right on the road. I mean, I mean, it slipped. The, you know that that right? ball got so away. Totally got ball away. Got away. But then he responded well by striking next guy on three pitches. So that was like, the other part where all of us were kind of like, I I sat there quiet, going, "How the hell did you he do that?" Like to have all that adrenaline. It's like same thing with Alvarado in in New York, right? Pointed yeah. everybody, saying everything to the mound off the mound. Next thing you know, he punches out the next two, and you're going, "How?" Like that's a bad man. You got to be able to fight. That's what I kept telling you. If you're not coming to fight, then we got a problem. Like if, especially you play for the Phillies, you're playing in the NL East, which is a freaking bloodbath as it is. If you're not showing up every day and you literally, if you don't want to fight every day for one, your team or for to get your job done, then man, we're going to be in last place. But this team is showing a lot of fight. And they'll fight each other, and they'll fight anybody. And that's not saying it's so let's literally go fight everybody, but that's the mentality you gotta have. Yeah, no, that's the only no way doubt. I survived this long. I was ready to fight for my career every day because yeah. I knew at any given point there was gonna be some computer that said I wasn't good enough. Which they still say it. Somehow I still trick somebody to give me a job every one, once a year, and then I could fight for it. And I'll show them that I'll give them everything I got. So that's why I've been on winning teams, though, because winning teams—that's what you gotta do. Yep. Yep, and you got to have multiple guys with that mentality, if not all the guys. If you can get all the guys, then you're probably going to get you're going to get to the playoffs, and you and you're going to get deep. a ring. Oh yeah, you're going to go deep. Yeah, if you get half the team, you could probably be really. But if you only get a couple, then it's yeah. just it's just a frustrating year. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> there's so the, the the part with Hector, uh, I I like this to say show. that what he yeah. did was was special. What Nolan Arenado did was even as, as special. Uh, yeah, the whole situation was, was pro special. Everything the, pro. It to was the umpires pro. who screwed it up the night before. And I'm not. You don't have to say anything about this one. I'm, I'm going to save you from a fine or anything. You know, uh, okay. but it, the way they screwed it up the night before, the way they responded as far as a whole crew after that, I thought was spe- like to me was special because they met no warnings, all that stuff. Boom, 
Schultz came out. He didn't even argue about the hip I pitch. He argued about he balls did and strikes. Exact, yeah, but he did exactly <laughs> what a manager should do. It was and like, he tried to throw off Hector. Yeah. He put he put everything like if you look at that moment and you go, guys, how do you police yourselves? That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And I, Hector, you just gained – I mean, I haven't known Hector. I've only played against him, but I gained a lot of respect for the guy. A lot of respect. Oh, the dude wants, And the dude wants the ball every day. That's He'll it. take it every day. And, you know, he wants to win. He said he's oh, tired of amazing. going home at the – he's tired of packing his bags and yep. watching the playoffs. But when you see so, when you hear someone that's done that every year, you forget. Like Bryce came up and he went to the playoffs every year. McCutcheon went to the playoffs a lot, and then you're not in the playoffs for a long time, mm-hmm. and you're like, you forget that this doesn't happen very often. If you just let games and seasons go by, and then it's over. You're like, man, I never, I never got to go to the playoffs or even have a chance to win a ring. Yep. I've known plenty of guys that have been played 18, 20 years, and they're like, I didn't get the job done. Like, what do you mean? You pitch forever? He goes. I didn't win a ring. Yeah, I, it's it's the it's a fact. There there are facts in this. All right, let's. Uh, I haven't gone past the division round yet. I would love to get past the damn division round. I'm tired of freaking. Well, make it happen because uh, yeah, you know <laughs> this guy, over, this guy over here would get a ring too, and you know that, <laughs> then I'm then I'm solid. You know. <laughs> you, have you gone past the first round? Hell no. We it's four, just hard. And, well, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, in in fourteen with the Nats. We we're number one team in 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 the National League. Great great team, but we didn't play baseball. The Giants came in and just just punched us in our mouth based on just playing baseball, moving yeah. guys over, getting guys in when you had to. You don't have to win with the hit or the big no. hit. And you know when you have second and third, nobody out, and score none three separate times in a in a series, you should never win. No, you know. So no. it, that that was the biggest thing that I, I, my, in my takeaway, because uh, that team was special. We fought like we we wanted to fight for each other, but at the end of the day, when you don't take care of little things, like that's, that's the stuff, you know. That's what I'm saying. That's why that Marlins team was so good last mm-hmm. year. We were going to do every we we couldn't bang with you, but we could do the small things. Oh we hell were yeah, you run were. bases. Yep. We could pitch, play defense, and we were going to run bases, and we were going to move the ball. And what, we were going to put pressure on the defense. Well, I was going to say, what what do you think? Like in in today's game, how everything's gone to the three, the true outcomes and all that stuff. Like, what do you think the the one thing that is a constant, like just a, a bastard to deal with, more than anything, more than like just any metric could say, is it the speed as factor, a pitcher, or just as just watching, just the watching game. it, or Ooh. even as a pitcher? It's the second half of the game that it just takes. It's ridiculous. Like, why is this taking so long? Because we have. Because ch- all they want is the strikeouts. So every yep. reliever chases the damn strikeout, and then it leads to the walks, and or it leads to seven pitch strikeouts. Like the problem is, the computer would love for a twenty five pitch guy, twenty pitch inning strikeout the side instead of a six pitch inning three outs in a row. Like that's the problem. I I, I would love to go honestly with uh, with Wheeler's career. Like there's there's certain guys that you you look at and you're like, okay, we could you know put hit Wheeler. Um, I mean, if you want to even go further back, you go, you know, Mark Burley or or Cliff Lee, guys that work at the pace that they do. What right. is like that defensive? Like, what are the amount of errors? How how many errors were made behind him? Because I feel like very few. It would have to be very in the lower few. half. And they're ground ball guys. Those they but they pitch the contact. They don't leave the rubber. They challenge guys. They're not scared. And guess what? It moves along, and they they're gonna win. A lot more than the guy that takes, I don't know, 45 seconds between pitches? Oh, yeah. And then steps off, shakes yeah. off, nibbles. Like, yeah. you're just driving. You're just what? You're just pissing everybody off. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's hard to watch. As a bullpen guy, you're like, oh, my. Come on, man. I'm already losing interest. Like, let's go. <laughs> All right. So, like a, uh, on Pintar for Breakfast, that's the uh, name of the podcast, as you know, um, or don't know and don't care, uh, but that's fine. Uh, we play Waffle <laughs> or not. All right. Um, and this is a uh, – I give you a guy, uh, and you just tell me, did he waffle you or not? 
All right. <laughs> Usually it's it's fun with the hitters because hitters will be like, oh yeah, waffle that guy, and you're like, mm, eh, no, no, did you? you? <laughs> I remember say. every hitter I faced. So okay. John Jay. Never got a hit off me. <laughs> Boom. O for nine. O for nine. Not S even on that. S on that. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that guy out of this one. Uh, Todd Frazier. I owned him for a long time. He's gotten a few infield hits off me, though. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's a not. He's three for fifteen. He has an OPS yeah. of four hundred against you. Uh, Jay Bruce. Yeah, they're all infield hits too. <laughs> Jay Bruce. <laughs> oh, two homers, won the grand slam. Yeah, he waffled you. I'll give. I'll, I'll give him the waffle. But it's three for fourteen. But damage yeah, done. I've damage him. done. When he gives yeah. me it's damage. Yeah. So we're gonna get. We'll give it to him. We'll give him that. Ooh, yeah. Brandon Phillips. He got me. Yeah, he got you once, but two for nine. Like one time doesn't make it a waffle. No, and it was a dead central. It was actually impressive. Sinker middle end, and he put it out the center in Cincinnati. <laughs> And then he pimped it and did his money thing. So the next time I got him out, I th- yelled at him to pimp that, shit and I did his money thing back to him. <laughs> How did he respond? I don't think he saw it. I was too young. He probably wasn't even paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> it fired myself up, though. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. but see the right. You got to find those inner, like the inner battles and everything. That's the thing, though. If you do something against me, then I just like, <laughs> oh man, I want to destroy you. Even if you appeal. I've had Starling Marte. He's appealed a ball with an error, and all of a sudden I looked up a month later, and my ERA went up a full run. I'm like, how the hell? I'm like, oh, Starling Marte appealed that. Ever since then, I was like, that guy will never get a hit off me ever again. I refuse. If I either gonna hit, he's either gonna infield hit or it's gonna hit him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. That's, that's that that fires me up. All right. Uh, hmm. Yasmany Grandel. Ooh, that's a great one, but I don't think he's got any hits off me. I think god, I punched that, his tickets. My god, zero for six with three punches. How did like, three? This punches. is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Uh, all right, uh, oh, let's go with me. I'm gonna say zero for one, either zero for one or zero for two in the big leagues. Yeah, no, I didn't waffle you. I just went one for two though. One this for is, two, yeah. Just a lousy single. And if I if I pull it up here. Because it gives you every every at bat possible, uh, single to center field, ground ball through, shortstop, second base. So you know what that means? There was no shift at the time in that career, in that lifetime. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gotten shifted on righties. Uh, lefties, I started getting shift to. Really, like, I, I was like, wait, why are people playing me to pull? I never pull, and I guess I did a lot against lefties. But anyway, uh, yeah, it I left the bat at uh, sixty-five miles an hour, so we're good. <laughs> Uh, it didn't have that, but I'm sure it did. Uh, grounded out to shortstop in my first at bat against you. Yeah, I remember that 2013. I came in with runners on. I had you 0-2. I thought I was gonna get a punchy, and I just got you to hit to the yeah the shortstop. You threw a ball in there. You strike swinging, strike swinging ball yeah. ball in play. So let you know, uh, hard to punch you out. Rather put the ball in play and just show how slow I am running down the line. That was my that was my <laughs> way way of going about things. Um. But yeah, that that was I, I think that was the series uh, where in Milwaukee we actually had the rain delay because yeah. right at first and second it was dry, but uh, Jimmy and I at shortstop and third were getting soaked and dumped on because the the malfunction of the roof. That game. Yeah, I remember that. And we're like, what is going on here? And that, that there it is. That that's what happened. Um, Okay, we got a couple more for you. Okay. Uh, and my just thing went, okay, there it is. All right. Dustin Pedroia. Oh, uh, he doesn't get me. Yeah, Petey Pete didn't like you. No, he got, he he just he would try to slap it to right. It happened yeah. a few times, but Seeker in was like a ground ball to the shortstop every time. Two, two for eight didn't waffle you at all. Did yeah, not, not waffle at all. you at all. Just slapping it over there. Uh Oh, no. See, I didn't like that one. I can't I can't use that one. I, I'll tell you at some point later uh, okay. why I can't use it. Um, ooh, Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, hates me. He has no chance. Yeah, no chance. One for ten. 
And you can say yeah, that because you're not going to face him this year until the yeah. playoffs. So, I mean, it's like it's all good. You know what I mean? And we're going to end it on that. We're going to say we are done with Waffle or Not on the one for 10 against Paul Goldschmidt. Which I was so Five mad at. punchies. Oh, yeah. I, I, at 19, I was, just, I was just destroying him with uh, right on right changes. All right. Last, last question before I let you go. Okay. Do you enjoy the game right now? Where pitch or where pitchers, where hitters don't have a two strike approach. Uh, well, it's a lot easier to pitch against mostly. I was gonna say, especially for me, like if these guys still want to hit homers <laughs> with two strikes, please just beat that into the ground and try to lift it. Uh, if you're not willing to just slap it to right and try to make you know just take your hit, I mean, yep. we're giving you a hit. The yep. second baseman's playing in left field, basically. And if y'all, if you just want to stay inside a sinker and push it to right, you get a hit. But if you don't want to change your swing, then more power to me. More power. So obviously, to you. I so I enjoy it. I think I've had really good numbers off of in the last couple of years with hitters changing their approach. So keeps yeah. me around. <laughs> well, I well, what keeps you around is uh, the best attitude out there, and that's the the fu mentality that you have. And uh, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. So much to Brandon Kinsler for joining me right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. And as you can tell, he's got a little bit of attitude on him that uh, serves him right and serves him well because it, people are always trying to take your job and never take it for granted. But if you listen to everything that he says, it is about each other. It is about fighting for one another. And the greatest teams do that. The teams that win every year fight for each other, not yourself. And you're starting to see a lot of that from this team is fighting for each other. And whether you need a bench-clearing brawl, whether you need to have a dust-up or two, they have each other's backs, and that's going to go a long ways. And I can't wait to see where this takes them. And hopefully this weekend in Atlanta, it serves them perfectly. So, another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. Thanks for joining me right here at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up when you can. Peace. Kevin Franzen is out of here. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.